Hello and welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. We've been waiting for you. We pray this message inspires, encourages, and blesses you. Thanks for listening. Well, it's my privilege to bring the Word of God today. How are you all doing? Good. That's good. Got to find my place here. Wonderful. Who loves seeing little Miles just then? Oh, man. Who takes you back, doesn't it? Who wants to go back after seeing little Miles? We only see him sleeping and beautiful. Is it you, Kate, up the back there? Yes. <laughs> Kate's like, eh. <laughs> He is so beautiful. Do you know, I remember actually each of my children, the moment they were born, it actually was so much like them. I remember my firstborn, he was so laid back. He took his time. He was like two weeks late, okay? And for every mum knows that you don't want your baby to be two weeks late. And even when he came, he was so laid back. You know, I remember that moment when he was born and he just gave off this little sweet little cry, no indication of what was to come, right? And uh, he was so laid back. My second, I have four children, if um, you don't know. And my second, my, my precious eldest girl, she was like the complete opposite, right? She was like, let's get this job done, mum. Let's work together. We're gonna, I'm going to be out and I'm going to let you know. She came out and she gave the loudest cry and I was like, wow, what is this baby? And um, it was amazing. My fourth, he is like, it, it was such an indication of their personalities. He was nothing like any of the others, right? He worked according to his own like time frame in life. He came so quick, like just like a hurricane. He was there and he was like, I'm here and the world is going to be different from now on and your family is going to be different. I left out my third because um, my third, my beautiful second girl, she was her sweet, beautiful self. She came into the world and as she did, there was no noise and they whisked her away. She was born with her cord um, wrapped twice around her head. And so she wasn't actually breathing when she was born. And I remember that moment and it was all good because they whisked her away and the incredible nurses and doctors do, did what they did. And then they brought her back to me. And I'll never forget that moment of her birth because, you know, it was that second, that split second where it was like, where's that cry? Where's that first cry that indicates that breath of life? You know, it is about life, the rhythm of life. It begins when a baby is born, right? With that first breath in, breath out. It is the rhythm of life. It is essential for sustaining life, right? Isn't it? And that rhythm continues for the rest of our life. For the rest of our life, we breathe in, we breathe out. Unless you're my fourth child who, like Caleb, a couple of weeks ago, he said, Mummy, look at me. And he went, oh, until his face started to go bright red and he was like purple. And I was like, Caleb, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to hold my breath till I can't anymore. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> he's like, why? Like, because you'll die. You die if you do that, okay. So the breath of life, it is the rhythm of life that sustains us through all of life. Today, I wanna talk a little bit about receiving life and giving life and that rhythm of life that is essential for sustaining us. You know, right back in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, 
that first breath of life was breathed into the first man, Adam. We read right in the beginning of the Bible that God literally breathed into a lifeless body and then life came. But when God breathed that life, it wasn't just a physical life. He didn't just bring a body to life. He brought a very soul to life, a human being. It was a living soul and He breathed His life into that first man. And we see this divine connection that took place between man and God. It says in the Garden of Eden that man walked with God, that he literally walked with God. He was in constant connection with God. He was in communion with God. The breath of life had come into him and he was sustained by the breath of God. He was sustained by it. And then we read thousands of years later that after there came in the Garden of Eden a break in that in that sustaining of life. There came a break in the life. We know that man sinned, Adam sinned. He decided to try to do it his own way. And each of us know what that's like because we've all done that, right? (laughs) But he decided, I don't need you, God. I don't really need you as much as what you are telling me I need you. And I'm going to try and do it my own way. And so then there came this break in connection, this break of life. And man no longer knew what it was to have this divine connection between God and man. The breath of life had gone. And then Jesus came, wonderful Jesus, another man, like Adam, but a different kind of man because he was God and man, right? And because he came for us, died on the cross, and then he experienced the resurrection life that raised him from the dead, It was then Jesus that came to mankind, you and me, today and said, I have a new kind of life to breathe into you. It is an eternal life, a never-ending life. And from now on, you'll be sustained for forevermore with this kind of supernatural life that I have to give to you. Who's out there and has experienced that supernatural breath of life? When you come to Jesus and accept Him as a Lord and Saviour, It is when that divine transaction takes place and literally the breath of life comes into us again. So it was like that breath of life that came into Adam, but now that breath of life comes into us and it's a life that is unbreakable. We just spoke about it when we were singing that song that you've loved me with a love, a love that nothing can break. Nothing can now come between us and God. It is a sustaining life. And so we receive this life from Jesus. And just as a baby never stops that breath in, that breath out, today I just want to talk to us for a minute about how this sustaining life is available to us. We never stop breathing in the life of God and we never stop breathing it out. It's how we're intended to live. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, can I tell you, it's as simple as that, accepting that breath of life from Jesus today asking Him to come and be your Lord and Saviour and then this breath of life comes into your life. It's like life like you've never known it before and it never stops from then. If you've you've accepted Jesus, then day by day, moment by moment, we have this sustaining life that is available to us. It is this breath of life, this rhythm of life that we should be living in where we're receiving the life of Jesus, where we are giving the life of Jesus. As, as, as we do each moment of our lives, we breathe in, we breathe out. So we receive life through being with Jesus and then we breathe it out to the world around us.
we bring life to the world around us. Jesus says this in John 15, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, Jesus is our source of life, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. You are powerless. Who experienced those three days without power or internet or phone last week? (laughs) Was that like the worst time of your life? (laughs) Okay. What it was to be connected, disconnected from all news, okay? Disconnected from social media. Oh my goodness. How will we know what all our friends are up to? Okay, that disconnectedness. We were never meant to live disconnected to God's power and from His life. Each and every moment, each and every day of our life, we were created to live connected to me. I love it how Jesus says it here in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, this life that we were designed to live, we weren't designed to live it in our own strength. We weren't designed to live it in our own ability. We weren't designed to just pick ourselves up and get on with life. No, (laughs) that's not what Jesus says. And today it is an invitation from him to come and receive of his life again. These last weeks, they've been life sapping for many, if not all of us. And today his words to you are, come to me, come to me all who are weary because I would have you receive my life. I would have you receive my life so that you can go out and live life and give life. It's an invitation to rest. It says here, come to me all you who are wearied and burdened and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. But the rest that Jesus talks about isn't the rest that you get from a week in Bali or a day at the day spa. It's a different kind of rest. You see, in the garden... In the original garden, it was an oasis of life. I want you just to think back to the garden for a minute. It was an oasis of life. It was a place of perfect life. It was a place of renewal where things were constantly renewed, where things were constantly at peace, where there was constant joy. And so God was giving us a picture of a place of rest in the garden. Okay, so the garden was a place of rest. And then all these years later, we talked about Adam in the garden. All these years later, there comes a man called Jesus. And he comes and he he begins to speak some extraordinary words about himself. And we find that no longer is the Garden of Eden just, no longer is it a place of rest, but in Jesus, we find our rest. Jesus now becomes our place of rest. It's in Him that we find our place of renewal. It's in Him that we find our place of peace. It's in Him that we find the rest that we need. See, the garden is not a a destination. Rest is not a destination. It's a person. Rest is in Jesus. And so today there is a calling of Jesus to enter into his rest today, to enter into his life today. Matthew eleven twenty eight in the Passion Translation says it like this. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me, I will refresh your life. 
for I am your oasis. Jesus has now become our oasis. Once it was a garden, back in the beginning it was a garden, and now our oasis is Jesus. He is our oasis that we run to for everything we need. He is our oasis of peace. Or today, if you're like me, and you know these last couple of weeks, they might have taken a toll on you. There is an invitation from Jesus to come and let Him be your oasis today. Let Him be your rest today. Come to Him if you're wearied and burdened, and He will replace your weariness with His life. He will replace your worry with His peace. He will replace your anxiety with His joy because it's a supernatural transaction that takes place in Jesus. Amen. In Him you find your rest today. Let Him restore your life today. Let Him restore your life. You see, it's this rhythm of life, right, that we receive life from God that then we're able to go out and give life. It's a natural byproduct of the life that we receive. So we receive His life and then the natural byproduct of that is that we go out and we're able to give life. It's a supernatural exchange, okay? It's not humanly possible. As I was praying for you, even last night, I even felt that some of you are like, I don't know what the path ahead looks like and I don't know what it looks like or how I'm going to do it. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. And I heard these words of Jesus and he said, yes, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And you know, this life we live, it is supernatural, but this life we receive from God is supernatural. And you don't know how you're going to walk ahead, but God knows. And all you need to do is just receive His life. Just accept the life that He has given to you and you watch how tomorrow you'll have enough strength just for tomorrow. And then you'll receive His life tomorrow and then you'll just have enough strength for the next day ahead. And He will just keep on leading you and guiding you. I actually got to the beginning of this year and maybe like some of you today, I'd walked through a really tough season. And, you know, I just felt like I'd made it through to Easter and then I, something else hit our family. And it was something really tough. Is that last year? That's last year. Not this year. Wow, time goes fast, hey? And I actually, you know, I just fell before God and I was just like, I don't know how to take the next step forward. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And he said, you don't have to. You just have to receive my life, Amy. And each and every day, it's like a self-renewing life within you. It's supernatural. You don't know how it works. But every day when you keep on trusting Him and you keep on just coming before Him and receiving His life, oh my goodness, I had enough strength to do today and that's enough. And then you come to tomorrow and you're like, God, I receive your life. And He's like, yep, there's my life. And you're like, that's enough. That's enough for today. And I don't know who out there and you might be feeling like that today. He wants to reassure you that His life is able to sustain you if you'll just receive His life each day. It is a supernatural exchange though. It's not normal and it's not natural that we are able to be life givers even in spite of feeling like we don't have what it takes in ourselves. right? God loves to take the weakest moments of our life and use them for His glory and His good. 
I love this scripture in John 7 when Jesus talks about the kind of life that comes when we receive his life. He said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Amen. Ouch. When I read that, I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if I want to use the scripture about living water flowing right now on this Sunday. It's maybe a little too close to home for some of us, okay? But this river of living water is available to us. It's available to each and every one of us. But it was never supposed to just pool inside of us. These rivers of living water were designed to flow from us. So as we receive life, we give life. It's supposed to be this incredible um, process, this rhythm of living that God instituted right back in the beginning. We receive His life, but then we give His life. Don't let the river bank up in your life. Let God's goodness flow through your life. Let His goodness flow from you, church. That's what um, we were created to live. In the beginning, I'm talking about the Garden of Eden a bit here because you'll get it at the end why I'm talking so much about that. Well, I hope you do anyway. In the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, there were four rivers that flowed out from the garden. There were four rivers. And, you know, to me, that is a beautiful picture that this incredible life, this oasis of life that was in the garden was never meant to just stay there, right? It was meant to flow out to the areas around it. Now, I don't know for sure what the areas around it looked like, but I can imagine maybe they were like a little dry, a little barren, maybe like a little bit like a wilderness out from the garden. And these four rivers as they flowed, the intent, the picture is that they would go and they would begin to spread the garden. That that garden, that life that was in the Garden of Eden was never supposed to just stay there. It was supposed to go to the areas around it and bring life wherever it went. (laughs) I love this because I talked about Jesus and what He does in our lives, right? Now our lives are the garden. We are full of living water, right? And we are to go out into the wilderness. We are to go out into the dry places. Come on, people. There are dry places. There are dry lives. There are lives that need the life of Jesus. And as we receive the living water from Jesus, He says, go and give life, church. Go and give life this week. Go and give life, tradies. Do you know what, as you go out to this week to meet people's homes who've been destructed, do you know what, you're not just hammering in a nail. You're giving life. You're bringing life because we are His life carriers. Do you know, student, as you go to your school this week, you're not just going to study, but you're going to spread the life of Jesus. You are going to bring, bring life to dry places this week. Business owner, when you go into your business this week, You are carrying the very living water of Jesus with you. You are not just doing a business, but you are giving life through your work. You're giving life to those around you. I charge you, church, to be rivers of living water this week. Our community, our people need more than ever the life of Jesus. And you know what? You are carriers of His life. You are carriers of His life. I have loved in the recent weeks, and I'm going to be quick now, but I have loved it just watching our people. You know what? You've been little gardeners out there bringing life, (laughs) working in our communities, working in lives. You've been bringing life. It's been a beautiful picture. 
you know, I heard from somebody who was touched by all of the people who had come in and volunteered in her life. She'd been at the evacuation centre and then she'd been back at her home and people from our church had gone in and helped her get back in. She was from one of the caravan parks. And she said to one of the people from our church, she said, do you know what, the last couple of weeks, they've restored my faith. (laughs) Amazing, hey? And that's what you've been doing, church. You've been spreading the life of Jesus, but you've been restoring people's faith in the source of life that is Jesus. What an incredible privilege we have had to play a role and it continues, right? You've heard me talking about a lot about giving life this morning and that is because when we were really prayerful about garden and what we wanted to be as a church, these two words really kept on coming out that we would be life-giving, life-giving. Because it was back in the garden. The garden was the original oasis of life. And now Jesus is our source of life. And now we have his life within us and we go and be life-giving. It is our charge. And I charge us, church, to be life-giving wherever you go. Be life-giving this week. You say, oh, but I don't even feel like I've got that life available in me right now. Receive His life today. There's been a beautiful sense of God's presence today. Can I encourage you? We're going to sing again um, in just a moment. And band, you can come. But I'd encourage you to just reach out and receive the life of God this morning because there's too much at stake, because tomorrow we need to go out and give the life of God, right? We need to be life givers. So today there's a beautiful call from Jesus to receive His life, to receive His life. Would you stand, everybody, this morning? I just want to give an opportunity right now this scripture again from Jesus, this call. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The ultimate rest that Jesus gave us was peace with God. It's a peace that transcends all situations, circumstances. You can go through the hardest of times and yet you're still, oh, I'm all right. I've got Jesus. But he didn't intend for you just at salvation to experience that rest. He intends for you to live in it each and every day, to live experiencing the refreshing rain of his presence, the beauty of him being close to you and being with you. And I just know today that Jesus wants to minister to your heart, to your life this morning. If everyone could just close their eyes for a little minute this morning. I'm mindful that here today, there may be people and you may say to me, Amy, I've never experienced what it is to feel at rest with God, to feel at peace with God. I've never known what it is to give over control of my life to God, to truly make Jesus my Lord and Saviour. You may have heard about it. But there's never been that moment where you've surrendered your life to Him. You know, I want to give you opportunity right now to do that. Because if you do, you will find life that you've never experienced before. 
and He will carry you through every situation and circumstance. He's made a way for you to be here this morning so that you could receive His life. So if that's you today, I'd love you to be really brave and just put up your hand while all the eyes are bowed because I wanna pray with you this morning. If you'd like to receive the life of Jesus, you just pop up your hand right now. We're gonna pray together. Amen, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Pray this prayer with me today, church. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come and be my Lord and Saviour. I want to know your life and life to the fullest. Come and let your peace reign in my heart. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Garden is a life-giving church with a passionate commitment to help people grow in a loving relationship with Jesus, to gather in a faith-filled community, and to go and make a difference in our world. Find out more at gardenchurch.com. That's G-A-R-D-N church.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Garden Church. That's G-A-R-D-N Church.